Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. I'm looking down at my phone because I'm really hoping nobody texts or calls me. Like, I have it on airplane mode, but I notice sometimes when I have it on airplane mode, text messages still come through. So I'm like, does airplane mode not work? Is there a new upgrade that I haven't tapped into? Because why are these messages still coming in? So... Um, and I'm about to go catch a flight. That's why I'm looking down like, you know, I hope one of my line sisters don't call me or something because I don't know if this airplane mode is faulty or what. Um, but anyways, what's up? What's up? What's up? It is Friday. This week went by pretty fast to me for some reason. But here we are at another weekend. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to go see my line sister get married tomorrow uh and i'm super happy about that <laughs> she's been with him for a while so you know this should be a good day seems like i'm taking a day trip um and just going all over the place but i'm i'm super excited and just so happened me and my line sisters that going we all ended up on the same flight tonight so that's <laughs> that's interesting so i'm excited to see them you know, as you get older and you get adult relationships, like adult friendships are interesting, you know, and because I work with kids and I get to see how I just get to reminisce. I don't too much reminisce on when I was in school as much, but I reminisce in a sense that I can still feel connected to that time looking at them and I just can see how they are with their friends and, you know, that's all they worried about of course their problems are big in their eyes at their level I won't minimize kids problems but they're different as you get older and so being able to connect with your friends just through the phone and because y'all are all at the same place all the time even when you're in college it's easier to connect with the people who are in your space and in your proximity all the time and then once you graduate, people move to different places. People start having families, you know, um, life situations happen, you know, just different things take place and your adult friendships become, they can either become strained or strengthened. And I think probably with all of my relationships, they've had some type of test of time of, and test of proximity and test of you know, will this endure? Not that they were ever outwardly questioned, but they were just, you know, just a matter of, you know, oh, we're no longer proximate. So were we friends because convenience? Were we friends because we were at the same place doing the same thing because we saw each other every day? We had the same classes or because we were in the same organization? You know, um, and I don't think those were questions that I've asked. I'm just asking them out loud here because, you know, sometimes I think, you know, if you're not aware that friendships and relationships have to evolve, you can become disappointed. And, you know, I've had girlfriends who were disappointed in certain structures of relationships, whether it was within our sorority or within their close relationships and even myself, like me and uh, my best friend, we, we did have a falling out and it was more so of, you know, we were just at different places of, in life and me 
also learning how to communicate that my needs have changed um, and also seeing that hers have changed. Um, I don't think I came on here to talk about friendships or relationships today, but just thinking about doing this weekend and whatnot just had me had that on my mind. And since she had a destination wedding, a lot of people couldn't come. I made it a priority to go because one, that's my link. And two, if y'all watched the episode yesterday, I gave you a tidbit of my blood family dynamics and you know, uh, with my sorority sisters, my line sisters, the organization I'm a part of, I really found sisterhood. Like it sounds cliche because people say I joined for the sisterhood. I don't think I so much joined for the sisterhood. <laughs> Cause like I said, me and my sister have a good relationship. We just always don't connect, um, as much as like some sisters are like, we talk every day. But we have a pretty good relationship, so I didn't too much join for the sisterhood or because I thought there was a void there. But when I did connect with those women, it was just interesting. interesting. I don't even know how I'm saying that word. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) It was just interesting to see myself grow from being exposed to who they are as women and the women they were to me and the friend they've been to me and how they relate to their relationships, how they relate to family, friends, um, how they connect in different ways. I think it's been, it's definitely been a journey. Like one of my line sisters, she comes, she has a sister and a mom and they talk every day like she's she talks to her mom literally every day that was new for me because like I told you on the last episode I can go a month two months you know without talking to my mom and so to see somebody be connected with somebody who has almost like a friendship with their mom that was really new and that was intriguing to me and I admired that because I'm like wow like for you to have that type of relationship with your mom like that's cool I want to have that type of relationship with my daughter uh one day or even my son but just that you know they want to talk to me and confide in me and want to have that type of relationship with me in that way and then you know I also had a line sister she was a hugger and I definitely was not I didn't come from a family that was a hugger like we didn't hug and stuff like that like we were not at all affectionate and so to be around women who did come around come from families like that and that's what they did I think they softened me up in that way like to embrace hugging and being affectionate with friends um who now have become my family that's that's something I've definitely take away I've spent I've spent Christmases and holidays with some of my line sisters. Like there is one line sister. I call her her family, the modern day Cosby's, because I went home with her and her whole family, like extended family, close family. They gather at whoever house they had picked for that year and they they do a family secret santa and then all the family buys all the kids gifts but they from the adults they do a secret santa where they draw 
that Christmas for the next Christmas. So these gifts can be like a camera or something like big because you have a whole year. And then all, mostly all of her family, the adults are college educated, are all somewhat in a sorority, you know, all, you know, just very successful in what they, in what they do, not struggling at all. And that was new to see. That was new to see. I haven't come, I didn't come from a family that so many people are formally educated. I, I was first generation within me and my sister and my mom. Uh, and then my cousin also went to college, but to have like her mom, her grandma, her aunts, uncles, like all of these generations, like that's something that they did, that they, that they prioritize and to see the level at which they're living and to see their household and the things that they own and the land and stuff they own that exposed me to something new. And I'm like, wow, I would love to create this type of legacy in my family and then I have other line sisters who are the same way who come from two parent households or even one parent households and just to be able to see the different dynamics I've had my line sisters come through for me in very difficult times not even knowing that they were putting some type of fun together if I was like when I first moved to New York just all these different types of things and I'm 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 so grateful I'm so grateful like you know, there's a saying, I think it's biblical that, you know, but don't give me a line on the Bible, <laughs> but you know, that people say blood is thicker than water, but you know, I do believe that you can create your own family. Like sometimes we get stuck on what is family, what is not family. And I think as you're going through life, you have a right to define what that is for yourself and I know that I'm still doing that but even just reflecting on my line sisters that I've met through you know pledging to this organization Delta Sigma Theta they became family they become sisters and these women we don't talk every day at all I always leave like the group chat they do because I'm like y'all just be here talking talk 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 talk, talk. <laughs> and I ignorantly plug my phone up to my computer as well so even if I mute it on my phone sometimes it still comes on my computer and I'm like oh my god they gonna be talking 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 and I need to figure out how to get it off there but yeah like I've, I've just been so grateful to have that type of camaraderie and relationship and to learn so much from all these different women and see their different levels of maturity and the closeness with their family and how they connect and communicate with their friends. And they have taught me a lot as women and they're still teaching me a lot. And then I do have girlfriends outside of that sorority who I'm so very grateful for. And we have been through a lot and room together and talked and we have deep conversations. But as I said, you know, thinking about when I'm watching my middle schoolers, thinking about how easy it is to connect when you're always in the same place, you're doing the same thing, you got the same routine, how it is a gift if some of those relationships that you form 
you know, in your formative years, those relationships last. Like one of my friends, I have known her for what, 11 years since we were in high school and we're still friends, but she was one of the friends who like, we had a falling out and it was, it wasn't even over anything bad. It was just like a distancing. Um, and then to come back together and I feel like we we're stronger now just because I don't, I don't know what that is. I think we're stronger now just because we we're more grounded in who we are. We're not necessarily afraid. Well, I know for sure I'm not of, of, of speaking more of, of where we are and what we feel, um, which we're still, you know, working through within our own individual selves and our healing stages. And we're able to communicate what we need or what, you know, is lacking. But I think for me personally, I know that I went through a season of questioning a lot of my relationships, especially ones that I had since high school, because some were kind of naturally falling off and some, it was just like, well, this relationship is stagnant. Well, this person I love, but I don't know what this is doing. But in the past year or two years, I went through a phase of like really just evaluating relationships because the next level I'm going to is that I don't have to necessarily talk to you every day, but I want to know because life is expanding, getting busy. And I know that when you start having a family, a career and just all these things, it is difficult to it's very challenging to manage and sometimes prioritize relationships, but that's the key word. It's like, I have to prioritize them because it's not just going to happen. We're not just going to get up Monday through Friday and see each other in class or at school or in the huddle. Like we're not going to have that. So we have to be intentional about planning. And as I thought about that, and my life is only going to expand more, I was like, I don't want to. I'll say what I want to do. I, I want to invest in relationships that I know that are going to be reciprocal, that I know there's going to be a return on the investment that I know, like I, I can go the distance in this relationship. And even if it don't work out, I value it enough it right now that, you know, whatever I invest, whatever they invest will always be worth it to me. And so some relationships didn't make that cut. Some I wanted to make that cut, but, you know, we were just on different pages and, and others have made that transition and I'm grateful. Um, but I'll offer that to you as well, just depending on where you are, you know, listening to this, we're all in different seasons. Like I said, when I was in college, I wasn't really consciously thinking about these things. I kind of hung out a lot with my line sisters because I was act we were actively involved and then of course with my dance program you know and then my homegirl who I lived with we're still friends to this day like I was just active in what I was active in um and I hung out closely with who I hung out with but then once you graduate and life starts to happen you'll begin to see you know, what relationships really sustain when distance is at play, when you're no, when it's no longer convenient to keep this relationship up, you'll really be able to see, you know, can we prioritize this? And then some relationships that are supposed to stay, 
you'll go you probably go through a little phase or stint where you'll feel like just because it's hard for both of you to navigate that new distance or that new inconvenience you'll feel like well is this relationship supposed to fall off and it's not always the case sometimes you just gotta shift and see okay now I understand that it was easier for us to do this here because our responsibilities were less we were more proximate it was more convenient and now this is not a relationship that is convenient but I still want it in my life so how can we prioritize this I reference the show Insecure a lot because I, I just really, I think that's a well done show. And what I did, a lot of people had critiques about the last season. I am just a fan of the show and I really think Issa and the writers did a great job because I think since they knew it was going to end on that fifth season, they did try to fit a lot <laughs> in all of those episodes, especially the last episode, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't have wanted to wrapped up in this perfect bow, but I also, you know, I think what they, the boxes that they did open up, they gave it enough closure to where I don't really want more. I don't even really need more, but if I got more, I would probably want to see a movie just how Sex in the City did. Like I wouldn't want to see another season since they said this was going to be the end that's me personally but anyways <laughs> I gave I I really appreciated how in the last season they really emphasized the women's relationship now they did that throughout the whole four seasons but for some reason during the fifth season it was really a theme for me like they really emphasized their relationship and there was an episode where uh, I forget Amanda Seals character name but yes Amanda Seals character her and her husband had had a baby and they were moving to Colorado and to just hear them make a pact with each other how about we travel and make sure we meet up for each other's birthdays like to eat they had to be intentional about that and you could see in the fourth, in the last episode, they, they made that happen. That's what they prioritized to keep their friendship alive. But also when she first was having a baby, I think in season three or season four, I'm not sure which one where she was having a baby, how she communicated, hey, I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm distanced from y'all because I have this going on and y'all are in a different season. And that happens. Like we have two line sisters who have families already and we see them on very special occasions, but we also are understanding because we know that their priorities, you know, what they have to give their time to their needs, their, their focus, their priorities are very different than somebody like me who, you know, is not in a marriage, does not have any kids right now, you know, is a little bit younger, like the the priorities and even the freedom, the focus is just different, you know, and I think if we go into relationships and don't allow our perspective and our, and our understanding that relationships that are going to last, they have to have room to grow and evolve with the circumstances of all of our lives. 
you know, no relationship will survive, even those ones who really have the potential to do so. And I think what I learned from many of my relationships kind of falling through the cracks and me going through this season where I felt really, really alone was me coming out on the other side and really monitoring my expectations for people. And I told one of my girlfriends, I was just like, you know, at this point, I just have really low expectations for people. And I said, if I was to say that to somebody, they would think like I'm being negative or like, dang, you don't trust people. But it's more so I'm saying it in a sense that, you know, I've grown to just allow room for people to be who they are, to, you know, come through if they're going to come through. I see who is a good friend. I'm able to discern that. While also I understand that, you know, this is a, I know I'm in a space where I'm growing and changing and evolving. And I think we as people, as humans, we can be fickle, (laughs) you know, even with ourselves, even with keeping our own word. And so in the past, I think I held people to expectations of what I would do or what I thought. And I didn't communicate my needs or wants. And so I had to go through a season of saying, okay, Whitley, what do you want? And if you're not getting it from a particular relationship, have you communicated that verbatim and asked for it and see if they're in agreement with this? And that has made me even more powerful in my own right and in my own individuality because I've had to do that a couple of times. And, you know, one or two of those relationships, I wanted to stay in my life, but After a conversation of like, this is what I want, and it don't seem like we're on the same page, you know, it just mutually let it go. And, you know, I I don't know. I don't I think relationships are are interesting in that way. People are interested in that way. And if, you know, we don't allow space for people to be who they are and be where they are which is what I've come to accept about myself and about people we'll run the risk of losing ourselves trying to hold on to other people or trying to hold on to relationships that may only needed to be here for a season even if that season was five six seven eight nine ten years even if that season was a season of marriage and it ended in divorce or even if that season was like it was that season it needs to go away and then it comes back um we don't have any say over that because you're dealing with two people who have both have a will mind and emotions and both have freedom of thought and freedom of choice you know and so to me i've just learned that If I want thriving relationships, one, I have to prioritize those relationships. Two, I have to make sure I've identified those relationships that I really want to give my time to. There was, I don't know where I got this from. I did not make this up, y'all, but there was a, um, I think it wasn't like a relationship class I took, but they were talking about relationships and they described them as this wheel like if you had a small circle a circle outside a circle bigger and then a circle outside of that and in the 
inner circle, it was your inner circle. And they said, usually this circle is the smallest, but it's the most valuable because those are the people who are closest to who you are. Those are the people who are in your innermost thoughts. They know your intimate details of your life. You trust, you can depend on them. They're consistent do or die, they going to be there. Like in, in that circle is so small because everybody is not privileged to be in that circle. And it might've been a preacher who said this because they did reference Jesus and they referenced how Jesus had 12 disciples, but in that 12 disciples, he had a, a chosen three, Peter, James, and John, who they were the only three who saw him on the mountain when he transformed into what we can't really understand in the Bible. They were the three who was in the garden of Gethsemane with him. They were the three who he really showed his, his self to in a, in a heightened way. And then the next circle out of that is your, you know, outside support. And sometimes your family is on that out is not on the inner circle. They're kind of on that outside support, depending on your family dynamics or the type of family you've created for yourself. And that's where they put, Jesus's disciples, the 12. And then on that outer circle, it was kind of the relationships he had in the community, like with the people he would come in contact with. And those people who, you know, in your life, it may be the people you can ask for recommendation letters. You'll talk to like once a year, y'all connect on Facebook or you keep it alive. So they, they know you live in or you have a professional relationship with them. And I'm just now thinking about that circle of relationships, but you know, even us, we can think about our relationships like that and understand that, you know, relationships ebb and flow through seasons. There are levels to relationships. And the main thing I'm going to take away and I invite you, I don't know what you'll take away from this conversation, is that you get to decide what kind of relationships are in your life. And I know that seems like, duh, but I, I don't know, I just feel led to just say it because I think for myself, for a long time, I didn't, I don't know that I consciously denied myself of really choosing and defining my relationships, but I allowed myself to be a victim to certain dynamics and relationships that I knew I didn't like or that I knew were just kind of not allowing me to grow just in my own individuality and who I really wanted to be. And I almost, you know, navigated within them as if I didn't have a choice. Or sometimes I was just scared to speak up or scared to speak my mind or scared to ask certain questions and define what certain things were. Or to present myself and say, hey, like, I know you was going through a difficult time then, but I don't think a friend would have did or said that. So I'm good on this. You know, like those type of things that I thought and I felt, but I didn't put myself in a power position to say it because it was like, well, we've been friends for such and such long amount of time. Or they've done this for me. Or, you know, we've had this type of relationship or they didn't do nothing that bad. Like they like giving all of these excuses and that's valid too. Like if you want to, you know, if forgiveness to you always means reconciliation means y'all always have to come back together, then that's you to define too. But the point and the last thing I'll leave you with is that 
You have a right to decide what type of relationships you want in your life, how you want to be treated, what you want the dynamics of those relationships to be, what you prioritize, what you think is important. And then you have the responsibility to put your foot down and make sure you build that type of environment for those type of relationships to thrive. Like I, when I came back home in 2018, I started asking for different relationships and certain qualities. And then God made me change first and and stand in all of what I was asking. And it's been very, very difficult. So um, I hope this year you find powerful relationships, thriving relationships, relationships that feed who you are and where you're going. And I love y'all so much and I'll see you on the next one.